Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of The Mentor. Everyone who's ever owned a pet has wanted to get some health advice from a vet after hours. But the issues with their animals usually aren't serious enough to go to the emergency late night vets. And or you just don't want to embarrass yourself with nothing being wrong with the animal. So this week our guest is solving that problem with a company called Vet Chat. Claire Jenkins is a vet and realised that there was no way people could go online to talk to a vet and ask questions and get reliable medical advice. Vet Chat allows pet owners to have consultations on video or a text conversation with a real on-call vet, and that gives them peace of mind about their pets. I want to find out all about the business model, how Claire was getting the vets on board, and what her future plans are, because I think this business model could be very successful indeed. In fact, I think it fills a real big niche. So let's get into it. Claire Jenkins, welcome to The Mentor. Thank you for having me. Now, you're a vet. Um, You look like a very young vet. Um, not that How hard is it to become a vet these days out of school? Uh, it's pretty hard. When I went through, uh, now it's post-grad course, so you've got to do uh, a course in science or something equivalent, and then you get into the four or five years of vet, depending on what state you're going to. So how long does that take? Um, so it, takes, it can take up to eight years to get your vet degree. When I did it, I did two years of science, and then I did the five years of vet in Queensland, and I finished in uh, 2004. Wow. That's so, so you must be pretty smart. Um, <laughs> yeah, as that, smart as any other vet. But able to get into the course, I'm sure there's not thousands of places to get into vet science. No, but I, I think it's more I wanted to get in. That's what I knew I wanted to do. So I just was, if I wanted something, I will, will work really hard to get it. So I think it, and that's all the vets that are in. They're not just, um, they're, they're dedicated to the profession. They want to do it. So they work hard. Hmm, well, that's a good starting point. Um, so in working hard, I mean, I presume part of the becoming a vet and then doing your yard yards, the hard yards and your apprenticeship as a vet, um, you got to work at night. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I've had pets in the past. I don't have one at the moment. Well, I got them at my farm, but I don't have any in Sydney. And uh, I, I, when something goes wrong, it's always at night. Yeah. I don't know what the hell is that. But uh, it's a bit like kids. Kids always seem to get sick at night too for some reason. Yeah. Um, uh, but the emergency ward of the hospitals are um, – Sort of, you know, it's a bit easier to get to and sort of manage than going to the emergency ward at a vet place. I mean, I wouldn't even know where the emergency vet joint is around where I live in these suburbs. Yep. It probably is one. Um, what's that life like? 
Um, yeah, I did. Um, I worked, so I've been about working clinically for um, nearly 13 years and in Australia and the UK. So I had to do quite a bit of um, after hours, just being on call at night. Um, I've only worked in uh, neighbourhood clinics. So I haven't worked in the actual emergency centres where you're awake. So it's more that I would just be on call and get called out to a call. Uh, because well, not like a fireman, you're upstairs and you have to come down a pole. No, you can, well, in London, yeah, well, but no pole, but yeah, I was upstairs. So I would just <laughs> wait next to the phone and when it would ring, I'd go down and open up the, the clinic and let the, the customers in. Um, but in Australia now, we've got a lot of emergency centres, especially within the city centres. So a lot of vets that come out don't now even have to do after hours because they just turn their phones off at seven and then um, they know that there'll be emergency cover if that customer wants to go in for a consultation. But an emergency ward's busy at night or whatever you call them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, like, like hospitals for us. Or yeah, absolutely. Well, it depends on the night. There can be some nights they're not doing much and some nights that they're absolutely flat chat. So right. very difficult to be able to give uh, for a vet to give any phone advice on what to do at the time. It's more just they get triaged in and then um, we're really lucky that there is that access to a vet to be able to give an examination at, at, overnight. And I mean, obviously the vet's working at in the morning and um, you know your, your animal gets sick, um, you got to pay a lot of money. That's my experience. A few times that I had to take the dog there, I mean, you, it's just quite expensive. Um, yeah. Is that because vets get paid overtime or how's it all? No, it's, it's actually really, it's hard to run a vet clinic. It's There's a lot of overheads. Um, they don't get any government rebate, so it's not when you take your child to get medication, will the no taxpayers... Medicare. No, no Medicare. So the taxpayers no, pay pe- for the Medicare. kids. No. <laughs> We could start it, <laughs> but no, there's nothing like that. So the costs are much higher than it would than than you would think if you took a child in. You can't actually compare those two prices because the vet's paying for everything. They're paying for their X-ray machine, ultrasound machine, all the inventory. Um, yeah. and so it's a scary stuff. bill when you when you got a, when you're sitting there at home, your dog's choking. Just you just gave it the can of pal and it starts to choke, and you think, oh. Am I going to go and, go and spend a thousand bucks at the vet, or I'm just going to sit here and potentially take the risk and the dog might die? Yeah. And especially if it's not your dog, you're mining it, and that's a problem. So, is that the problem that you yeah. sort of tried to address? Well, the first, and I remember when I, so I'd been had this idea for years working in a vet, and the first time I thought of it was when a customer came in and her cat had been a bit off the night before. And she, we were, at the time we were closed, she had young kids and so transport was difficult and um, and she didn't think that emergency was needed, but she wanted to help her cat. She wanted to bring the whole, otherwise she had to bring the whole family out. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So she gave her just a little bit of Panadol at that time. What she didn't know is that Panadol kills cats. So by the time she brought her cat in the next morning. But the cat have a fever or something? It was just a bit off, just wasn't acting quite right. She thought it was in a bit of pain. But in fact, the, the Panadol... Um, as I said, is, is deadly and, and she didn't survive. So it was a really frustrating case, not frustrated at the owner, but frustrated that she couldn't get help at that time that she needed it. And that um, and I thought, this is ridiculous. There's, why would there be no service that you can always speak to a vet and get advice the whole time? I'm looking at a great respect to that lady. I mean, I just think it's mad thinking, oh, I'll just give the bloody cat Panadol. Um, well, it's, um, <laughs> I mean, that's... <clears throat> anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm no, that is about. an extreme case, but that was certainly where the idea started. Yeah, so the problem that you wanted to solve with vet chat, mm. tell me what exactly what you think the problem is. I think that the problem is 
that it's not easy to get advice at the time that you need it. And I think it's, we've done a lot of surveying of, of customers and we know that 92% of customers delay going to the vet and one in two. Is that right? Yep. And one in two go to the internet Do you for know why first. though? Do you know why? Is it because it's nighttime or it's daytime or what, what is it? Well, it's it? often the, the three main ones were, was cost. Yeah. So not that they don't think that their pet is worth it, but they're just not sure, well, maybe it will get better and I won't have to pay that 500. So let's yeah. just see what happens yeah. in 24 hours. Which um, the, I, that's what I'll be thinking of myself. Yeah, exactly. And I think if it dies, I can buy another one anyway. No, I shouldn't no, say that to all the pet lovers. No, you would that. <laughs> 500 and you get a pretty good pet for 500, I reckon. <laughs> Terrible. Um, no, no, I, I, I live in a farm. I've got Jack Russells that are dying like once every year because snakes get them. But, oh, yeah. yeah. So, but, but go on. Sorry, I've been, um, been, been smart ass. <laughs> that's right. Um, the other would be inconvenience. So, family, like we're busier than ever. People work till 7 p.m. So, if they get home at 7.30, their local vet's closed. So it's either emergency only or just wait until the next day and maybe take half a day at work. Or you've got young kids and you've, you, your husband's not home and you, you've got to put them all in the car as well. So it make, you can understand why if it's a, a true emergency and it's, it's obvious, then I think pet owners, because pets are their family, will, will move hell and high water to, to get to where they need to go. But it's at that time when they're just not sure something's not right and they're worried. And, and we need this service to be able to give them peace of mind and or triage and guidance at that time. And, and just for those people listening, maybe you just should explain what triage means. I mean, it's a medical term, but what's Oh, it? sorry. Yeah. So it's basically if there's a problem so that you can know. It's a three-way dance. Yeah, well, is it something that you need to hightail it to the vet? Is it something that you can monitor at home and these are the steps that you need to monitor and perhaps you do need to see your vet but it could wait till the next day? Or perhaps it's really minor and these are things you can do at home, monitor this if this doesn't happen, well, you don't need to, to head to the vet. So, yeah. how did, like, so like, how did it first start? I mean, so you, you've worked out that for a whole lot of reasons, people delay yep. in, a, in the majority of, of cases taking a um, pet to a vet, as I said earlier, for a whole lot of reasons, Well, you just explained some of the reasons. Um, and you're sitting there and you have this idea and you thought, well, why don't I get people online to talk to me? Is that yeah. what you thought? Yeah. Yeah. So I think the main step for it to sort of come alive was to get uh, a co-founder um, who um, was sort of the technical product person. So he was in a, the corporate life. He was ready to do a startup and he really loved this idea as a pet owner. He had he really identified with it. How did you find it? So it was through um, mutual uh, friends. So actually my husband's boss he had worked for as well and we were both godparents for that boss's child. So we met at a christening and then met again at another, <laughs> at another event of his. So uh, I knew, I really obviously love those people that introduced us, so I knew that he had to be a good person if he was friends with them and trusted to be godparent of their child. And um, I thought, look, I need help. I, I'm a vet. I know how it sort of needs to operate, but I've got no idea how to go about getting a website up, how to go about testing what to do. So uh, it, it, from when he came on, he was able to um, help direct that. So um, he's an IT guy? Yeah. Well, he's a product management and digital strategy guy. So he, does not, he doesn't, yes, so he understands tech. He's not a coder. Yeah, yeah. But, he, but he has an IT background. Yes. Yeah. And so basically he can guide you into all the architecture of all the various software yeah, that and you need option. to build. Yeah. So Because I'm actually curious. So, okay, well, let's step it through. 
So you build a website so people can find out about it or know have a place to go. Yep. Um, they can either text you. Yeah. By, by just on normal mobile. No, no, through the so it's like a live chat okay. text through the site. Okay, so it's, it's just uh, what do you call it? Uh, typing chat uh, yep. text as a yep. chat Photos as opposed and videos, to um, yep. like a, like a text on a mobile phone, but it's yep. going to your website. Yes. Or they can actually have a talk to you. It's, is it video discussion? Yeah, video. So we use Skype, WebEx. We're Web? using Zoom. Zoom, okay. Yep. And how's that go? Like, well, I haven't had experience with Zoom, so. Yeah, look, it's going really well. I mean, the first, so we have done several iterations of the site and I've basically gone full-time on VetChat this, this year. So um, you obviously the ideal would be to have an integrated website, but for where we were, we needed to really leanly test what, would work is this what customers want and that's why we've used already existing software like zoom zoom's great obviously i have to send a link so if the person books they book on the site um they book for a time whereas if they do the text chat they can do that anytime um but the video has to be at a time and then they get sent a link and then it opens up to the room zoom locks you back in yeah yeah okay got that and um, so I mean, it's just basically like taking your animal to the vet, other than the vet can't touch the animal. Yeah. So it's a visual examination, and yeah. even with the text chat with videos and photos, you can direct them for what you need to see, or, or um, um, you know, how you can best work out what's going on with the pet. So it's actually live, or do, like, let's say I yeah. go onto your, I've got to register. Yeah. I'm going to go onto your website and register. You know, Mark Boris. Um, you, know, you want all my details about yep. you know my dog and what cat or whatever it is. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah. So we, we're still, it's still really lean. So yes, you go on, you you sign up, you could be asking a question to a vet within um, a short amount of time and you'll have a response within half an hour. Or so I don't, I don't have to register. I just go and basically say, listen, my bloody dog's hurt his leg. Can I talk to someone? Yeah, absolutely. And um, and same with the video. So I, I won't need to have a mountain of information. We can get that at the time of the, of the um, consultation. Um, going forward, obviously, we want to make it much. That means that each time you used us, you'd need to put in a certain amount of information. So we would want it to be much easier for you and have all your pets' health. Is it actually live? There. Like, really, is live or or like yours? I mean, like, how do you man it? I mean, do you have a central monitoring yeah. place or is someone sitting at home and he's watching te- watching the footy? And oh, I'm sitting at home. Well, <coughs> <laughs> yeah. a lot of the time I am. So there's there's more vets on the platform. But as I said, this is st- still really early stage. Yeah, yeah. But it's basically getting pop-up notifications on the phone. Yeah, so it pops up, yeah, and you yeah, get a notification. Yeah, and you <coughs> uh, act as soon as possible. If you're already on a, a conversation, you might not be able to have – if it's another text chat, you might not be able to do um, – you know, f- you can ask a question, but you might be – 10, 15 minutes until you go Did you, you, did you go and say, look, Mark, I'm, I'm just on another consultation. Can I talk to you in 15 minutes? Well, they'll get an automatic thing saying, can you start putting your information in? Any videos or photos would help. And they understand with the way it's set up at the moment that you'll hear back from a vet within an hour, usually within 30 minutes. That's not our greater vision for how we want it to run. This is how we're running it. At the moment, we want this to be like the quickest service to get that advice that you need for your pet. So speed, speed of answer is. And what how do you do with the hypochondriacs? Um, well, there are a lot of people like that with the kids. There are no, yeah, and they well, they need a Cats. service like this. They need that time and attention, and they're caring about their pets. So do you limit to them. You say, look, listen, this is a fifteen-minute chat, or how does it work? Well, this is. Yeah, this is the, <laughs> that has actually been a challenge a couple of times. Mm. I've had some forty-five-minute conversations. Where we are right now, as we're trying to work out exactly how is best to 
serve pet owners and and it's basically a new behaviour to do this. So we're not saying, oh, at 15 minutes it's cut off and then another mm. payment comes through or anything like that. There's one payment gateway at the start through Stripe. They're really safe and secure. We don't store any of those details. And um, most consultations would be over in 15 to 20 minutes. But there are some that just need more support talking and they are going to be longer conversations. And at this stage, it's just uh, in the same. If there was another consultation booked straight after for that vet, they would have to say, look, this is the end of our time. You know, we can email follow-up or uh, book in again. Um, go to emergency. Well, if it's an emergency, <coughs> absolutely, no, but even absolutely. If, but even if they're a sort of, you know, driving me crazy, the, the ultimate thing is, look, I can't help you anymore. You, just, yeah. you should go to emergency. Yeah, but the thing is then how will <laughs> they be helped there as well. Well, I'm just, Some, I'm just yeah. thinking as a business model. I mean, yeah. you, you can't be sitting there waiting to spend an hour on the telephone <laughs> no. to the, you know, some, because you're going to get somebody who will ring you every week with the same person who just wants to talk to somebody. Yeah. I mean, I, I can sort of see that happening. You see it on Talkback Radio all the time. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I listen to Talkback Radio all the time. So, uh, like in the evenings or in the middle of the night sort of thing, I love it. And uh, you get people on there who just got nothing to do. Yeah. And that's when you're going to get the weird calls at two and three in the morning. Have yeah. you, what's your experience so far? So have you been getting calls at that time? Yeah. So, no. So we're not 24-7 at the moment. So, again, that's what is in the roadmap for us <laughs> to be doing. At the moment, just for it to be manageable, we're 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, although we're increasing to 11 now because that won't serve, that would only serve Queensland till 9 p.m. at the moment. Right. So um, we're, we're changing that. But as we get um, on board more clinics and vets, um, we'll be able to provide a better service. So what's your – I'll come back to pricing in a minute. But yep. What's your uh, major major game here? Is it uh, recruiting people to come and work for you? Or? So I, I think as in for what I want out of now. Mm. So ma- major game, yeah, we want Vet Chat to be a marketplace connecting vets with pet owners mm. to help their pets. Mm. So – we see it as completely complementary to vet clinics. So we're not trying to be competitors here. We're actually trying to create a holistic solution that's going to improve the way pet health care is delivered. Mm. So we want to um, be talking to vet clinics. We have a trial with – we spoke to six vet clinics and five of them are coming on for a pilot trial um, within a couple of weeks where we do their after hours for them. Um, so you're offering their clients that service for when it's non you know, when they when they don't need to see an emergency vet straight away. Um, but I, I want, yeah, so more vet clinics on board, more customers to know about us and to really understand how this is going to benefit pet health. When you say vet clinics, you, yep. do you mean that's where you're going to get your vet to do the chatting from? So we'll have, <clears throat> initially we'll have vets working just for, for vet, well, not just for vet chat, but for vet, vet chat and covering the platform. Yeah, absolutely. So Flexible. So they can work. So your software will uh, push push the uh, notification or, or the inquiry as a notification yep. to whoever's the next vet on the yep. on the schedule. Yep, right? absolutely. And so assuming you're busy, it'll send it over to Hugh yep. who's at, uh, yep. at whatever address, yep. wherever he is for that matter. And there might be two minutes to an- you know, answer or, you know, so it'll be all about speed. Yeah. And then as we gather up the consultations and the data, we'll be able to... Um, know, you know, how to do this the fastest and right. make sure that those customers are the most efficient. Lane. Most efficient, yes. Yep. Um, yes. Um, so because you, if, if um, Hugh doesn't answer yep. um, within five minutes, the software will probably say, oh, well, we're going to bump you, we're going to take it over to Nick or whoever. So yeah. you're, you're, you've got to have a whole lot of people on standby depending on the demand. Yes, but they the don't – absolutely. And there should – so we would – 
what we wanted to have a whole lot of vets on the platform yep. and then they'll get they can have the pinging alerts on if they're available and if it, if they want to take it, great, they can do it in that well, moment. They so they don't it. have to be dedicated to I'm going to sit here and do yeah, five yeah. hours. It yeah. can just be that they do it when they it want. It could be at the pub. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> if they were on waters, not for a video chat but potentially. Yeah. Um, but it's all about just getting that that best advice yeah. to them as, as fast as possible. Right. And at this state, we're, so we're working towards Because quality that. assurance or quality control is important. I mean, that's yeah. going to be one of your big issues, yes. making sure that um, people are competent when they're giving the advice. And yeah. then on the flip side of it, uh, time wasting or efficiency is going to be important when it comes to – you know, you. I guess over time you'll know which customers are a pain, and it, so the data collection here is really important. Yes. Um, I, I presume you're sort of logging, you know, behaviours and um, times and uh, re- repetition and type of inquiry, and you're, you're logging all this data at this stage. We have, we have, not as well as I could be. So yeah. our focus is so um, that that we do when we're building our integrated platform next week, um, next this year, sorry, that data collection is absolutely first and foremost. Because yep. the, the other way we can see is that having um, data-assisted responses to help vets. So the vets are always the one giving you advice. It's always personal, but there might be more information on a symptom that yep. they can easily push out to the, the customer so that customer is getting the best value. So that that is one thing that can help with the quality control um, and also helps the, vet, the vets give the, the best response possible because i mean if you can i mean one of the big advantages of this i don't know if it exists anywhere but you're aggregating data for vets and vet clinics and animals and customers and everyone within the chain um you're you're and you're logging what time people come in what time people like to call what type of dog it is what type of cat it is what type of regular type of what type of regular type of inquiries being made for that particular animal and you've got all these various layers of data and not right now but you will have over time yeah. which would be really valuable to all sorts of um, um purchases i mean i'm talking about um you know like uh i don't know hospitals vet hospitals i'm talking about uh uh, vet cl- clinicians, um, everyone within the veterinary world will be interested in this sort of information. Not that breeders will be interested in it, a whole lot of people. So it's quite valuable. Um, and so your software needs to have this ability to build up on the metrics mm-hmm. and then layer it out and analyze it. And you probably end up putting a, B- a business analyst on at some stage to do an- analytics on everything. Um, it's sort of quite fascinating. Um, the IT part of this is critical for you, um, but getting this right, not only from a marketing point of view, but just getting. Um, the speed at which either an SMS or a notification goes out to your vets, then the better that your system is, the easier it is going to be for you to recruit these people. Um, I I want to go to the break, but when I come back, I want to talk to you about um, pricing because I want to know, I mean, one of the big impediments of people taking their animal to the vet or emergency at whatever time it is, is the 500 bucks or whatever it's going to cost you. Um, I want to know where your pricing disrupts. In other words, encourages people to talk to you first. Yep. So we'll go to the break and we'll come straight back. Uh, welcome back to The Mentor. I'm here with Claire Jenkins and she's from Vet Chat. And she's uh, proudly wearing her T-shirt with Vet Chat on, a, on her and a little logo with a, I don't know if it's a cat or a dog. It looks like half cat, half dog. It is. Half cat, half dog. <laughs> Got it right. Um, and, uh, and we've been talking about uh, this concept of Vet Chat where – um, I can go and uh, consult online either by text or by actual like a video call with Claire or one of her online vets 
um, about my animal um, between the hours of what is it again? Six a.m. and ten p.m. Six and ten p.m. Six in the morning and ten p.m. in the evening, as a, a precursor to perhaps taking my animal to emergency or not taking my animal animal to an emergency at all because uh, I get the matter solved on the on on the on the chat. And one of the things I'm interested to know because one of the reasons people don't like to take their animal to the emergency and or the veterinary clinic after hours is you know, the cost is a big part of that. And we know why the costs are there because it's expensive to run these environments. So therefore, your pricing is particularly important and of interest to me. What is the price if I go onto Vet Chat and talk to you, Claire, at 9.15pm tomorrow night about my Labrador who's got a weed cough? Yep. So for a video consultation, it's thirty nine ninety five, and for a text chat conversation, it's twenty nine ninety five. Um, it's interesting though. So the reason we went for those price points is initially is we're not doing a thorough examination as a hands on examination. That you know that that kind of annual um, or biannual examination is essential to be doing with your vet. So. And also I didn't want people to not be able to get this advice if they needed it as well, like customers like um, the other one I was talking about that, that had the Panadol. So it has to be less than a regular veterinary consultation in my mind, although that has, I've had some people sort of argue with that that it should be higher um, because of the convenience factor. But that's where we're, where we're at for now. Interestingly, though, people that are actually booking consultations with us are never booking it because... I want to save a buck or maybe I'll get what I need and I won't have to go to the vet. It's always that emotional driver to them booking. So it's for that they're worried and they want that peace of mind. So they pay, so, they'd probably pay more than 39 bucks. Yeah. Yep. So why did you do it at 39? Good question. <laughs> well, we're still testing our revenue model. So it's a really early stage, but this is what we're we're happy with now and we did not want a big barrier What are your customers saying? I mean, you're asking customers, what's the feedback? Yeah, well, feedback is... Thirty nine seems really cheap for a consultation. Totally, yeah, um, and obviously twenty nine as well. But given that's a text chat, they can see that that would be less than video. I think twenty nine is ridiculously cheap. Yeah, I, like I'm just just my gut feeling as a survey one, I would have, I'd pay hundred yeah. bucks for it. You know, like yeah, yeah. You, got, you you got just I don't have to get off my ass. I don't have to get in the car. I don't have to bring the kids. I mean, the convenience factor is worth a hundred. Yeah. Um, the, to potentially save my animal, it's worth a hundred every day of the week. Um, and I know if I go to the vet clinic, it's a hassle, and it's going to cost me more than that anyway. So yeah. I, mean, I think the pricing don't underprice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. does the pricing work relative to your costs? Yes. Yeah, so the unit economics of it are fine now, but obviously it's all about um, numbers coming in with mm. the small <clears throat> margin. So yeah, I'm not. Like I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Yeah, because you know, because it's okay to have a yeah. cheap price. Yeah. Um, but you've got to have millions of them. Yeah. Um, whether you have to get millions of them, you've got to advertise it to people, and advertising mm-hmm. costs money, mm. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a real hit because there's a there's a lead time before it works. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, whereas if you've got low numbers, low volumes, but bigger pricing and better margins, um, it's a better business. Yeah. So you may want to think about that. That's yeah. that's an important one, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess you're probably thinking to yourself, well, maybe we're going to get – I mean, you have any idea how many 
call-outs you could uh, – not call-outs, uh, uh, contacts you could get in an evening or uh, – So we it's all people come using us now as direct and organic. Um, so we really haven't been – as I said, early stage hasn't been focused on growth, but that is absolutely what, what we're looking at uh, right. now. Yeah. I mean, do you see, foresee a day where – like a call centre, um, you know, like uh, you'll have a centre like – like we're here in the studio and, um, you know, someone sitting there behind a screen, the screen comes up. A bit like, yeah. you know, when you ring zero, zero, zero. Yeah, or a nurse on call for kids. Like that's another sort of human example. Um, yeah, potentially. So at the moment there's no phone number. Many, it's purely but, online. But is there that many, are there, are there that many? Yeah, but I mean well, an online call centre. I mean like a. Yeah. So but are there, is there that much demand for after hours? Absolutely. So, and we're not looking at just being Australia only, you know, we, we want to expand, um, but obviously need to, to prove out what we're doing here as first. But there are, um, you know, hundreds of vets on call every night in country areas as well, because they don't have an emergency centre and they're doing it tough. They're working all day. They might get called out. They might get just woken up from their sleep for a really small question um, that, that... Oh, we do it. We're, like uh, we had a calf... It was raining. It was calving time. Um, there was a mother's uh, uterus pro, uh, cow was, uh, prolapsed. Prolapsed, yeah. And uh, the cow didn't want to pick up the calf. The calf was in a puddle. It was New Year's Eve. Uh, you know, I'd had a few drinks too, um, <laughs> and I was at my farm, and uh, where we were encouraging the cow to walk up the hill to the our nursery, <clears throat> and uh, it was raining, and of course we had to pick up. The whole bloody thing, the calf and the uterus, everything, and follow yep. the cow up as we went up to the nursery. Yep. We had to get the vet. Yep. Um, Paul had to come to us at uh, one in the morning, New Year's Day. Um, he wasn't all that impressed. Um, yeah. And I don't know whether you, if I had a vet chat, I don't know. I would have rung him for sure. Yeah, vet yeah. Chat and I would have contacted him. Yeah. Um, whether he would have been able to help me or not, he probably would have had to come out anyway. Yeah. But, but I can just imagine the sort of things in regional areas. It must be a nightmare. Well, absolutely. And even just if you can't get someone out, being able to have the ability to have your phone as a video and say, look, this is what's going on. Do I need to do I need to get the vet to travel two hours to me? Or do I need to, yeah, 2 a.m., the vet might only be 15 minutes away, but do I need to wake him up? So just getting that kind of um, advice. Or is there something I should do whilst I'm waiting for you to get here? Uh, well, if it's an emergency and you're really worried, it's speed is a fact. So we want vet chat to be so fast that it's not going to hinder, um, but we, we never want it to be that care's delayed when it's needed. So if you're, if you're that concerned, um, if there's a uterus lying on the floor next to you, <laughs> then yes, well, probably was. good to, yeah. So I think you did the right thing calling your local vet. Of course, yeah. he's not going to be impressed. The poor guy's worked all day. It was New Year's Eve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Been, it wasn't, I had to drag him away from the pub. But how amazing is he to still come out oh, and provide no, no. that service? Totally. And, yeah. I mean, well, that's country people for yeah. you, especially country vets and doctors. Are, yeah. They're both, both the same. Yeah. They cut from a different cloth to what you get in the city, I think, in in general sense. Um, <clears throat> but I am I am I'm concerned, not concerned, but I, I am curious about your pricing. Um, yeah. I got I got a sense that there's more in it for you. I mean, I understand why you're not being, what you're just testing it out. I get that. Yeah. But you might want to look at that because um, that's. Like if if I got the vet on the phone at one in the morning on New Year's Eve, I know you you close at ten. I know. That, when we do, the, definitely when the hours are more so overnight, absolutely that would be increased cost as well. Absolutely, just to be able to. What's the cost for a vet consultation now? If I if I go to the vet at 
9am. 9am. Oh, it really depends, but probably the early, the the cheapest would be about $60. And then up to one clinic I worked out, it's 120 just for the consultation. Just for the consultation, yep. right. Okay. Um, okay, so you're, some might think to, to themselves that you're potentially here going to cut out, the, uh, by being a middleman, and cut yep. out the end game that is the, the, the vet, veterinary clinics. No way. Yep. So we're, so absolutely, and I think this is what, because it is a, educating people on, on what our company believes in and what we want to do, but what, what, and as a vet, this, this problem is, is close to me, but it's about people, if they get, not having less barriers to getting advice, they get advice early. They know, okay, this is serious. I need to get to my local vet tomorrow, or I need to go there now. And they wouldn't have done that otherwise. So it's about that early intervention and prevention that we just, the way we're doing it now, I think no one could have any doubt that it it could be better. If the local clinic could have a taxi service and be open 24-7, um, you know, that that would be amazing. But Uber Yeah. <laughs> but it, it can't be that. So this online presence is just a convenient way for people to know what they need to do. And they go to the vet. They'll go to the vet more. And it also means those minor things where they might go to the emergency and not need to and still spend four or $500 at that time. Um, they could have gone back to their local vet and spent think, that though? money there. What do the vets think? So given um, it depends who you speak. So anyone <coughs> I speak to is really positive about it um, because they, they – and they would also love their customers to come back and see them the next day as possible. No vet loves their customers unnecessarily going to someone else. Yep. So if they could have – this kind of service for their customers where they're getting the best advice from one fantastic vets that communicate well and then they're back with them the next day. That's actually the ideal for the vet clinic because they're not produ- they're not providing anything else at that time. The, the emergency centres uh, that are open at the time, um, you know, they're still getting the actual emergencies. What they're not profiting from is the small things that don't need to go in. But the the main thing is making sure there's no delay. So if it's, you know, even on our site, you know, if your dog's unconscious, if seizures, things like that, you don't waste time on the phone. You head straight to the vet and you ring them and tell do, them you're coming Okay, in. do you say to the person who contacts you, the, the person with the animal, yep. what's the name of your vet? And they say, my, my vet's name's Mark Boris, he's in Double Bay. Yep. Um, do you then um, uh, write a report, a quick report of the conversation, f- flick it into that vet so the vet says you makes it look. The vet feels that like you're actually helping yeah. him. Yeah. So with the pilot, tr- so at the moment, no, it all is just so it's like the the pet owner gets <coughs> the record. So absolutely, they get a record from vet chat straight away because they need to have that yep. so that they can show it to their vet or just so they can understand what the steps are. Um, I think that's really important. When with the trial, absolutely, it's going to the vet clinic as well if they're asking. For for this service to help their customers, that vet needs to know what was recommended or what that customer said last night or, you know, they're, they're, that's just going to improve the, you know, the whole way that pet's cared well, for. Well, what's good about that too, though, is if, if you're feeding that into the vet, the vet then will advertise you to their people. When their people come in, there, there'll be a sign inside the vet veterinary surgery yep. that says, you know, contact Claire regarding this, blah, blah, or vet chat. Um, which means that's your marketing for you. If you get them on side, they'll market for you. If you don't get them on side, they won't market for you, yep. and which means you're going to have to spend a whole lot of money on marketing. Yeah, and it means we're doing a bad job. Well, not necessarily. I, I, I think it's a good uh, – because what you just got to avoid is looking like you're competing or you're trying to take, the, take their lunch away yep. from, you know. Yep. And uh, you actually can work in with them because you're not actually – you're not doing veterinary service. Mm. You're doing um, 
<clears throat> triage, as you, as yeah. you explained earlier on, and interfacing between a customer. Well, you're building a marketplace. Mm. You're interfacing between a customer and their animal and the and a veterinary service ultimately. Yeah. So what do you think will be your biggest challenge? Apart from the IT? Yeah. Apart from working out your pricing down the track? Yeah. What's going to be your biggest challenge? I think that the education of the market, so of – uh, and really, like you said, conveying the the complementary nature of vet chat. So, um, and this is something that still am needing help with at the moment. I am a vet um, learning how to run a business, and um, the marketing side, you know, is is certainly gets put to the wayside a bit. We're doing very little there. But I think the biggest challenge is getting people to know about us. So, getting that brand recognition and amazing customer experiences and really getting those vets to understand the value proposition to them as well. I think um, – so is that your question for me? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. um, I think I'll tell you what you, you you shouldn't try and do. Yeah. I don't think you should try – unless you're only going to raise a whole lot of money, but I don't think you should try and um, advertise traditional advertising. Yeah. I don't think you should try traditional advertising. I, I think that like, – what I mean by that is radio or obviously not TV, but radio, et cetera, because – it's too expensive and there's not enough turnover to justify the expense. Um, you, you obviously, social is important. So if you can get, um, you know, Sophie Monk or uh, um, Roxy Jasenko who's just had a vet uh, vet chat discussion and saved her dog's life or stopped her from putting Panadol down the, <laughs> the mouth of the dog, Cat um, that, that will work. <clears throat> that type of thing will be fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, social media influencers, I think, would be really good, really work well because every and then especially if there's a photograph of Roxy with her, you know, she'd probably have an Alsatian. So, with a photograph of her Alsatian with a big studded collar, um, that would be a good photo for uh, for uh, uh, Roxy because she'd love to put it up. And at the same time, it's a good photo for you. So, I really would be chasing down in terms of marketing my business, Vet Chat. I'd be chasing down somebody who's. I wouldn't ask them to be an influencer because they're going to ask you for money. But if you find one who is an influencer, comes to you through vet chat, mm. then you just grab them and say, do you mind being an ambassador for me or saying something about me, putting a photograph or doing something for me, endorsement. Yeah. Um, I think – but I really do think that um, if you can link your business, your, your, the IT part of your business into the vets, I think that that point of sale is your best marketing outlet. If a vet – endorses vet chat then you're sweet yeah. it goes the other way too if the vet says to someone listen i wouldn't be going to vet chat because they're bloody hopeless then you're done you're cooked mm. Mm. so you need to go to all the vets and get them on side yeah. and they're going to say well what's in it for me um what's in a few well i'll send you business but not only that i'm not trying to steal your customer if some i'm one of the things people have to tell us they have to register when they register with or ring us up we want to know who their vet is for a start and we tell them we are going to send this to you. We want your permission to send this to your vet. And so the vet wakes up in the morning and he's got something to come in at 10 p.m. that night that says that uh, Lulu the dog had just had a swollen paw because she stepped on a bee or something. And uh, this is what we told your client. And because and then the there's no uh, he hasn't lost anything. I mean, it's not as if you're then standing in the room and doing all the work for for him and taking his customer away because you can say and recommended that you take the dog to see um, you know the doctor tomorrow the vet tomorrow morning. The vet will think you're doing his job for him. You sort of like become an agent, and then all of a sudden you've got all the vets on side, and that I think that's your best marketing way, and that's that just costs you legwork. 
It means you, in the initial stages, going visiting as many vets as you possibly can and getting them on site. But then your IT guy building links so you can link them all in. Yeah. That's, and that'll, that's, that'll work. People rely on their vets like they rely on their old bank manager or their accountant or their solicitor. You know, they, they follow the vets around. Yeah. I know people who watch their vet move from that. It doesn't matter whether that veterinary clinic is great. If that vet from that clinic goes to another clinic, people move. Yeah. I do, I do this myself with doctors yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it's the person that you can yeah, actually You're dealing with, with the individual. Vet. Yeah. So you've got to win these individuals over. A bit mm. like the pharmaceutical companies do with the doctors these days. Yeah. Um, so but that's your game. And pharmaceutical companies are smart. I mean, they're the smartest marketing people in the world. They've got big dollars and they apply a lot of psychological testing as to what the best marketing outcomes are and the best way to get to market. Um, and they do it with doctors. I mean, I think it's probably a good way for you to do it with vets. That's that's yeah. my gut feeling just speaking to you now. I definitely wouldn't try and advertise. And you, and you need – I mean, it'd be great if you could get uh, one of those vet shows on television to talk about it, uh, just a bit of in-programming. But in-programming is – they're usually pretty smart, the programs. They know they can charge for that. So I wouldn't I wouldn't spend any money on that again. But if yeah. you could get them to talk about it, it'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but, yeah, but at the end of the day, it's all about other people talking about you. Social, influential social people, just your normal customers. Um, you know, they they tell their mates when they go down the road. Oh, you know, the dog was sick last night. You wouldn't believe it. I got on this group called Vet Chat, and they stopped me from putting Panadol in its mouth. Um, though, every everywhere you can get endorsements. Yeah, that's that's the game. There's no. I don't think there's any real science to all this. I mean, no, I, yeah. I mean, I know you're a scientist, but and you're thinking to yourself, oh shit, marketing. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, but marketing usually is a science. I don't think there is any science in this case. Yeah. Um, I just think it's your your gut feeling. My gut feeling on this is getting other people, particularly influencers, which includes vets, to talk about you. But you've got to give them something. There's got to be something in it for the vet. Yeah. I wouldn't be – vets, like every professional, if you think someone's trying to knock off your client, I'll, I won't talk to you. I'll resist any, any, yeah. any interaction with you. So you must get on the front foot. Yeah. Don't wait for them to come to you or don't wait for their customer to come to you. Get to all the vets before any of their customers come yeah, to you yeah. and say, listen, this is what we're doing. Why are we doing it? This is how we're working with you. And we, we, we're just charging 35, 40 bucks for the consultation. We're going to send them straight to you tomorrow. Yeah. And maybe that becomes party mantra. By the way, you know, Mark, you know, we've done the consultation over the telephone for you. But what we recommend is you go and see your vet tomorrow morning. We will be sending a note to your vet tomorrow morning with your permission uh, telling him, giving your vet or her a summary of what we just did. Mm. That way the vet doesn't feel competed against. And in, any, in fact, he feels you're enhancing his business. You're yeah. sending him business yeah. or her. Yeah. Does that sort of answer your question? Yeah, it does. That was, that was really good. Cool. It's leg work. Yeah. That's, you need to get people on the road. And you know the best person to is you. Yeah. You're the guy. You're the girl. Yeah. <laughs> You're the person. You're 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 the, like you're you're a vet. You speak the language. It's your initiative. You're the proprietor. It makes sense. And yep. you know, if, and you know, and I just sort of seeing you and talking to you, you, you come across as sincere. You don't come across as some sort of avaricious, uh, you know, uh, stalker who's going to try and knock <laughs> off their business and is sneaking in there to you know to, you know, to own every vet business in Australia. Um, you come across well. So I, I would recommend you just get on the road and they'll appreciate it. They'll, yeah. they'll actually respect you for doing it. Yeah. For doing the legwork. Yeah. Especially whilst you're not too busy. Yeah. That's good advice. Thank you. And I and I try and stitch up areas. So the way I would do it is I'd say, okay, well, if you live in these suburbs, I do these suburbs first. 
You know, and this data is available. I'm sure there's some sort of vet register. Yeah. All the clinics. And you're going to have to go and, bit, as I said, like the pharmaceutical companies, go and present your case. Yeah. You say, listen, I'm coming to talk to you. I want to send you business, but I just want to see and see how I can. And then, then over time, then you say, what I'm working right now is a way to link you in with my software. You know, what would be great is your stuff went straight into, I don't know if these guys keep data files on their I don't know if they do it by hand or will they, uh, there must be some software around for keeping yeah, like data. practice management practice software. Practice management stuff, yeah, for, yeah. for the animal under the, so that your stuff just feeds straight into it. Yeah, that's the, that's yes, I think that would the be The ultimate right. would be, what would be even better for you is if it was a two-way feed and, you know, I ring you about my dog and you can go into my file and you see my dog's history. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know whether they're going to let you have that, but like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's the ultimate though. Yeah. If you really win them over you'll know if you want to move if they give you access to that. Yeah. In the meantime, you're just giving them access to everything that they want. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Claire. That's great. Thank I you. really love this. this. This is a great – but pets are underdone. Australians love their pets. Yeah. As you said earlier, like family members. Absolutely. People will pay just about anything to get it fixed because the, the big issue is if you don't fix it and you've got a whole family, the whole family blames you. Well, you feel like you're in trouble, like mm. you have own responsibility over the kids and the, the, the wife, the husband. Everyone loves the pet. And uh, and like kids, you know, pets have emergencies too. Well, inconvenient difficulties is probably a better way of putting it. Yeah. At times where it's just inconvenient. I love it. I think it's a great idea. Good Thank luck. Thank you. Thank you.